Well, the hardship. Shaw Jerry Adams a race. August the Sullivan go well shivsha egdo gumai. I'm a long time fan of Woody Guthrie. Woody's one of the world's great songwriters in the English language, and many of his words are as relevant today as they were when he wrote them. He was also an American activist who agitated and educated and sang for social equality, immigration reform, peace and fairness. Woody stood against fascism, racism, war, corruption, and for a clean environment. He sang about love for workers' rights and a better life for all. He also wrote a lot. I read his Bound for Glory book years ago, as well as his novel, House of Earth. And now I'm delighted to have a Christmas box of a magnificent publication of Woody's songs and art, Words and Wisdom, curated by his daughter, Nora Guthrie, and historian, Robert Santelli. This is a large, handsome reproduction of some of Woody's drawings, doodles, scribbled thoughts, songs, poems, and political observations on the back of envelopes, scraps of paper, jotters, and diaries. He obviously knew the importance of these notes because he dates them. In many cases, he notes where he was at the time. Woody travelled a lot. These tiny little details add greatly to the reader's enjoyment and knowledge. So do the many fine photos. He also has lots of wisdom. Here he is on fascism. All human beings need to come closer and closer together to know and understand all races, creeds, colours better. And fascism says for us to split ourselves up into a thousand cliques and clans and to beat our own chains of slavery onto our ankles by wasting our strength fighting our friend and neighbour and allowing the fascists to nip us off one by one, little by little, group by group. He was equally opposed to racism. Woody had deep friendships with blues musicians Led Belly and Sonny Terry and Bernie McGee, who he toured with, toured with in the 1950s. He challenged racism head on. They were often attacked by the Ku Klux Klan. They stood up to their attackers and they pled their music. And Woody's songs are still sung today. He wrote thousands of songs. We're very lucky that recordings by him of some of these are still available. Many of his better known songs have been covered by Irish singers. They include Deportees, Pretty Boy Floyd, The Little Massacre, Jesus Christ and many more. Bob Dylan also recorded Woody's songs, so did Pete Seeger. Joan Baez and Bruce Springsteen, The Birds, Grateful Dead, Billy Bragg, Fergus O'Hara, Willie Nelson and Ry Cooter and Bobby Sands sang some of them. This land is your land is an anthem and a rallying called The Working People. It's perhaps his best known work. Woody was also a poet, a painter, an illustrator, a novelist, a journal keeper and a prolific letter writer. Incidentally, his songs and art, words and wisdom include notes by Woody on how to write songs. It also contains contributions by other singers, artists and writers. What more could you want? Woody Guthrie, Songs and Art, Words and Wisdom is published by Conical Books, 
chroniclebooks.com, all lower casing. This uh, podcast published and broadcast our podcast, this wee poem before. I wrote it in Gaza City 14 years ago, before it was as terrible as it is now. So it's time to reproduce this short verse, Arish. Gaza, rubble on rubble, twisted metal, and ghosts everywhere. Ghosts of little children playing in the ruins. Little ghosts, paisty bakta, laughing, shouting, crying, and dying in Gaza. On a more positive note, best wishes and blessings to you all in 2024. The year is shaping up to be a decisive year that will determine the political direction of travel for this island for the next 10 years, and possibly even longer. The many challenges facing us are enormous, but so too are the substantial opportunities for change and progress. First up will be whether the DUP is prepared to end its damaging refusal to participate in the power-sharing institutions. The excuse that its negotiations with the British government on the Windsor framework and the Brexit mess are still ongoing is patently absurd. The decision for Geoffrey Donaldson will be brought to inclusion in the next wee while, one way or the other. The outworking of that decision, whatever it is, will close down another option for unreconstructed unionism. Meanwhile, the rest of us will continue the process of change, and that includes constitutional change. The social and economic interests of the people of the North have never, ever been best served by London. There's speculation that the British Prime Minister will go for a May general election. Who knows? A crystal ball is not needed to know that the Tories face a significant loss of seats in the local government elections in England and Wales on the 2nd of May. A general election with its higher turnout, according to the pundits, may salvage some of these. But whether the British general election is in May or October, the Conservatives are headed for defeat. Next government in London will be a Labour government. Now, let's not hold our breath waiting for that. With a few notable exceptions, British Labour has never served Ireland well. It never will until it implements the Good Friday Agreement provision for a referendum on the Union. In the South, there will be local government elections in June and elections to the European Parliament on the same day. And these will be a crucial test for all the parties as they prepare for the general election in that jurisdiction, which could be held before the end of 2024. In recent days, Taoiseach Leo Varadkar has been setting out his vision for the next five years, which is basically more of the same. A Fine Gael, Fianna Fáil, Green Party government with its leaders carving up the ministerial posts as Varadkar and Michal Martin played Twiddledum and Twiddledee over the role of Antishak. For the first time, there is a possibility of a government without either of them. Successes of elections over the last decade have witnessed a consistent growth in the Sinn Féin vote. In 2020, Sinn Féin merged 
with the greatest share of first preference votes. The party's now the largest in the Oireachtas. But as Mary Lou Wesley put it, her aim is to deliver real change with a fresh government that will have neither of these parties in it. It's a doable project, but of course, it will depend on the voters. Clearly, there is huge dis- disappointment and disenchantment with the policies of the current government. Many people want change, but they want more than just the language of change. So the challenge for us, for Sinn Féin, is to present and deliver a new vision of the new Ireland that a Sinn Féin government would seek to construct. This means clear policies on the economy, on housing, on health and mental health, on the environment, on investment, and the transformation of education and childcare and support for carers. A programme for change that has fairness and equality at its core. And much of this work is well underway. But it especially means for the oldest Republican Party in this island there's an onus on us to map out the type of New Ireland, of a united Ireland we are for, an inclusive society with equality at the heart of policy making and delivery, anti sectarian, pro working family, standing up to the fascists and right wing who would seek to whip up violence and division and defending the rights and entitlements of all citizens. So we're for the many, not the few. Much progress has been made, but we need to do more. An Irish government has the political and diplomatic resources to advance all these propositions if it has the political will. Irish governments thus far have paid lip service to United Ireland. That has to change. 2024 can see in that change. So God bless the work. Gunyurian ta, Levsha, Blainer, Arish, Fui, Waisha, Devsha, Gulliar.